Welcome to the Heartland Community Church Podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at heartlandcommunity.org. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day for a beauty, would a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? I Oh no, there's more. I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So since we're together, we might as well say, it's such a beautiful day, won't you be, won't you be, won't you be my neighbor? Okay, now you can. okay, that's good, yeah. Thanks, all right, yeah. I get so nervous when I sing, but you guys are so kind. Hello, neighbor. Have you seen the Mr. Rogers movie? It is unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it, I, was, I was sobbing through that movie, and I couldn't figure out why. And I think it's because this is who God has called us to be. He's called us to be the kind of neighbor like that Mr. Rogers is. Wouldn't you want Mr. Rogers as your neighbor? I mean, who wouldn't want Mr. Rogers as their neighbor? And then I got to thinking, I think this is who we're called to be as followers of Christ. We're called to be that loving neighbor, those people who love no matter what. Because we've been transformed by the love of God ourselves. And we want other people to experience that same transformation. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What does it really mean to love like Jesus loved? But uh, would you pray with me? And we'll invite God's Spirit to lead us and guide us. Then we'll jump into his word together. Thanks for being here. Even on daylight savings time. Got to get rid of that, man. Woo! So let's pray together. God, thank you so much for an opportunity to gather and worship together. We don't take that for granted in this day and age. We are grateful for our health, for the ability to share your word together. But God, we can't understand your word apart from your spirit teaching us. So we invite your spirit to lead us, to teach us. And God, help us to become more like you as a result of something we'll hear today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, hey, if you have a Bible, I want to invite you to take that Bible out and go to the book of Romans, chapter 13. If you don't have a Bible, our uh, welcome team is heading to your section right now. You just kind of put your hand up, get their attention, they'll make sure you get a Bible. Or if you have a smartphone, you can download the YouVersion app. All the instructions are on the screen behind me there, and you can follow along. Romans is in the New Testament Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then Romans. There's a table of contents in the front of your Bible if you're unfamiliar with it. Romans chapter 13, we're going to look at verses 8 through 10. And we've been working our way through this series. We've spent the last few weeks talking about Vision 2020, a heart for the what? Oh, you got it, a heart for the land. Well, I have a scrumptious basket of goodies up here that you will be allowed to eat during the service if you raise your hand and can answer this question. Hold on a minute, Steve. You're really anxious. You not get breakfast this morning or what? What's going on back there? Okay, the first question is this. As we look at the acronym that's coming up on the screen here any second, L-A-N-D, what does the L stand for? I saw this hand first right here in the front row. What's the L stand for? 
Leadership development. You get a Hershey's chocolate bar. Give her a big hand. And we've talked about leadership development. We've talked about our SEND program, our internship, our residency program, how we want to develop that, how we want to send global partners, right? So you're all, you remember that. And then we came to the A, which is, oh, I saw that hand. What's the A stand for? Did your dad tell you assets? <laughs> then he gets to split the Reese's peanut butter cup bar with you. Nice job. Give him a hand. That's right. Assets is what we talked about. And when it came to assets, we talked about we have 40 acres. We're developing our property. We're going to put in an extra entrance and an exit someday and use our property to serve our community, right? So we talked all about the assets. And then N stands for, okay, I saw that hand. What's the N? What is it? New campuses, you get a Snickers bar. That's right, new campuses. And we've talked how God's working at Williams on the Lake with Drew and Carissa and their team. Do you know that not only are there 300 and some people worshiping there every week, but next week some people are being baptized at Williams on the Lake. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So this is how God is working, and we've said we want to do that again. In the next two to three years, we want to start another campus. And then the D stands for, I saw that hand, what's the D? Yeah, debt reduction, that's right, you get a Milky Way bar. Way to go, Joy, Milky Way. And um, debt reduction or elimination, and some of you are probably like, oh boy, that sounds real sexy, debt reduction. Why did I get out of bed on Daylight Savings Time Sunday to come hear about debt reduction? Trust me, it is exciting because we're going to see what we can do if God were to move in such a way that allow us to pay off our debt or greatly eliminate our debt. What else could be done here with that money that would be freed up if we were to be able to reduce or pay off our debt? So let's look at this together. Um, Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10. Paul has this to say. He says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So if you're taking notes today, our big idea is this. The debt of love is outstanding. Notice how Paul puts it in verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves fulfills the law. I love that. But what does that really mean? Well, the law that Paul's talking about here is the Old Testament law, or what most of us would know as the Ten Commandments. Paul says that whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. You see, the law was given in the Old Testament to show us that we all have a need. The law was given in the Old Testament to prove to us that none of us could fully fulfill the law. We can't keep every part of the law. We just can't because we're human beings, right? I heard it this way, uh, put this way one time, that the law is kind of like an x-ray. The x-ray shows us what's broken in our life, right? But it can't fix it. Jesus came to fix it. Jesus came to fulfill it. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He said so much when he spoke in Matthew's gospel. He said, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets, 
I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And Paul reiterated it in Romans when he said, Christ is the culmination of the law. So what's Paul saying here in Romans chapter 13? He's saying that you can take every single command, and I love the way he put it, from the Old Testament. He said, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal or covet, and any other one you can think of, and sum it up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, that's what this whole book is about. What does it mean to love God with everything we've got and to love our neighbor as ourself? Someone asked Jesus one time what the greatest commandment was over in Matthew chapter 22, and he answered, right? He said, loving God, loving our neighbor as ourselves. So what does that look like for us? What does that look like practically for us to love our neighbors? Not just those uh, people who live close to us, not those people who are just geographically connected with us, but what about our coworkers? What about our classmates, students? What about those who drive on the road next to us? Those are our neighbors. What about the people that we watch soccer practice with or people that are it's in our lives on a regular basis? For some of us, it might even be our own family members. What does it mean at the core to really love those people? I think at the core, here's what it means. It starts with being focused on what's best for them instead of what's best for us. We start with being focused on what's best for them instead of what's best for us. That's where love begins. And if you love your spouse or you love your kids, you're focused on what's best for them first. I remember a long, long time ago when the dinosaurs uh, roamed the earth and I was a young dad. And I remember having a couple of young boys. And one of our favorite parts about dinner was when Melody made dessert. And dessert was like, is anybody else like dessert's your favorite part of the meal? Okay, I, I got a sweet tooth. So, uh, oh my goodness, that makes me so hungry right now. And I remember, true story, I remember there being like one piece of dessert left. And I knew that my boys loved dessert as well, but there was one piece left. And so what would be the loving thing for a dad to do? The loving thing would be to eat the, the thing myself and then tell them there was none left, right? No, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. The loving thing to do would be to think about my boys first instead of myself and save the dessert for them. And some people laugh and they go, come on. That's such a silly example. That's such a dumb thing. But why? But listen, I believe that's where love is lived out. Love's lived out in those little, ordinary moments of every single day with the people who are closest to us. And Paul says, let no debt remain outstanding except the debt of loving one another. And I don't want you to know something, okay? True confessions of a pastor. Um, I'm not capable of that kind of love because I am a selfish person inside. In my own strength, in my own flesh, I am not capable of that kind of sacrificial love on my own. But in Romans 5, verse 5, Paul says that God's love is a supernatural love. It's a love that's given to me by his spirit. So even when I don't feel like loving, God's spirit loves people in and through me. And thank God for that kind of love. I think it works the same way for us as a church. We need to continually rely on God's spirit to learn what it means to love. 
as a church, we need to remain externally focused on our community instead of becoming internally focused on ourselves like so many churches do. Do you know that the church does not exist to have worship services for church people? The church exists, Heartland Community Church exists for our community to help people find a relationship with Jesus, learn what it means to follow him, and share his love with people who don't know what they're looking for, who are sometimes desperate for that kind of love. That's what the church is all about. The problem is so many churches get messed up and they think it's all about themselves. You see, when Melody and I moved back here to Northeast Ohio back in 2012, there were about 250 people worshiping here. And uh, I was fortunate enough and blessed to become one of your pastors. And uh, so many of you had just sacrificed and had just given generously so that you could purchase the land that we sit on today, so that you could build this first building. Heartland Community Church had been a mobile church for 17 years. Do you know what that means? That means they set everything up, tore everything down every single Sunday, 52 Sundays a year for 17 years. And they had just gotten to this land and they had just built their first building. And then God's spirit starts drawing people to himself. And more people start coming. And they have to do, we have to do a second service and then we have to do a third service and there's nowhere to put people. And I suppose we could have hung a sign down by the road that says, no vacancy. I mean, seriously, we paid our money for this building. Like, we're happy. We're Christians. We're just going to be here by ourselves. That will never happen as long as I'm your pastor because the church does not exist for itself. The church exists for our community, for people who don't know him. So we didn't hang a sign down by the road. In fact, we had to take on some more debt. Do you know you had a little debt when you built the first building and you bought the property down here? Why did you take on that debt? Because you wanted to reach people for Christ. Why did we have to take on more debt? Because we didn't have any more room for people. So we built this building that we're sitting in here today and God's continuing to move and God's doing his thing. And guess what? We're paying down that debt aggressively. We're paying more than we really have to pay. And we'd love to pay it all off. And we believe, as a servant leader team, it's time to be even more aggressive at that debt. Why? Because this church isn't about us. This church is about what God is doing in and through us. This church is about the community, about helping people learn what it means to find and follow Jesus Christ. So we've worked with Church Investors Fund over the past several years, which is connected with the North American Baptist denomination. The Church Investors Fund gave us our loan when most banks wouldn't even look at us. And you know what I love about Church Investors Fund is that the money that we use when we're paying our mortgage, they use some of that money that they make to start new churches all around the world. I love that, right? So we're aggressively paying down our debt and we want to do it even more. That's why we're doing this Vision 2020 campaign. Why do we feel that way? Why do we feel like we need to be more aggressive? Why are we so passionate about debt reduction? Because we want to impact even more people's lives here in Medina County and around the world. Because we love our neighbors. 
And we believe that the the harvest is plentiful, that the fields are ripe, that now is the time to move. If we were able to pay off that $2.8 million mortgage, we would free up about $20,000 a month, every single month, to use for local and global missions, to reach people for the cause of Christ. It's our love for our neighbors that are driving us to do this. It's our love for our partners. Why? The debt of love is outstanding. That's the only debt we should owe. Love is what should drive us forward. So we have just over 100 commitment cards turned in at this point in time, equaling just over $585,000 pledged. And I think that's incredible news and a great start. So way to go, you guys. Like, that's awesome. And I think the best is still yet to come. You know why? Because there's more to do. There's more to do. If we're going to love our neighbors well, there's a lot more to do. Let me tell you a little story here about Hope Recovery Community, one of our local partners. You might remember back in 2019, during our end of the year offering, we said we'd love to raise $50,000 to get this ministry started. And you, as a church, responded, we raised almost $90,000. It was incredible. That's right, Tom. Wow, is exactly right. There's still a connect group that is working at Hope Recovery Community. And going forward, we'd like to make an even bigger investment. We'd like to invest in sober housing, affordable housing, immediate housing options for the homeless. Do you know that there's a homeless problem here in Medina and that we can do something about it? There's a homeless problem with our students in our schools and we can do something about it through the money that's freed up. And we are doing something about it. And we want to do even more about it. Talks are already in place with Habitat for Humanity, another one of our partners, where we're going to partner with them and use volunteer labor to build affordable houses for people who need it. Imagine what we could do with $20,000 more a month, every single month. Hope Recovery Community. It's incredible. Let me tell you about 30 Hearts our partner in Ethiopia. You know, back in 2018, we secured a grant, helped to secure a grant for $30,000, and we built one of their very first homes so they could take kids, orphans, literally off the street and give them a home and an adoptive family, right? And then in 2019, we helped secure a grant for $40,000 to bring water to that property. And you're going to be blown away when you hear this. Some of you know this already. But in 2020, this year, we helped secure their third grant for $178,000 to help finish the housing that's there on the property and begin expanding to another village to potentially bring some staff members on and some planned housing there in Ethiopia. You see, God is doing some amazing things in Ethiopia and we want to do even more because this is the kind of love that transforms people's lives. Let me tell you about Cups Cafe right here in Medina County, one of our partners. We're entering into a deeper relationship with Cups. In fact, we're even sharing resources with them. We're sharing one of our interns. Cindy Maxwell is working at Cups Cafe, deepening relationships with students. Cups Cafe right in the heart of Medina County. What an awesome opportunity. And we're seeing lives being transformed. And guess what? Transformed people transform communities. This is what's happening. Oasis of Hope, another one of our local partners. Our Mommy and Me group is in a cool partnership with Oasis of Hope. 
they're participating in events, they're taking over meals, and some of the moms got together and made this awesome painting that's now hanging over at Oasis of Hope. And if you've not been there, you should check it out. These are just a few of the things that we are already doing and would love to continue to expand upon if we're able to knock our debt down. Why? Because we love our neighbors. We love our community. We want our community to experience the same love, that same extravagant, undeserved love that's transforming our lives. Because I don't know about you, but I don't deserve that kind of love. I'm a mess most days. But it's God's grace that is transforming me. His amazing grace. His transforming love. And without that, I don't have a chance. I have no right to stand up here as your pastor outside of God's amazing grace in my life. And guess what? I want everyone who is in our community to experience that same love. How about you? That's what this is about. I hope you'll consider joining us in this capital campaign. Would you do me a favor and just bow your heads, close your eyes. Our worship team is going to come and just close us with a number, but I'd like to challenge you with one thing as we close. It's got to be somebody in your life, like a real person, a family member, someone in your life, a friend, a coworker, a neighbor, who needs to experience that same grace that you've experienced. Would you just pray for them right now? Not as someone who's better than them, but someone who loves them. The debt of love is outstanding, and it works. Father, thank you for the way that you love us when we don't deserve it, when we're a mess. Thank you for sending your son, for making this life possible, for what you're doing in our community, for what you want to do. God, you're going to accomplish it. Whether or not you use us and use people here at Heartland, that's up to us, I guess, but you're going to do what you want to do. You're building your kingdom. God, we desperately want to be a part of it. So God, I pray that you'd work in our hearts, that we would understand that love that's transforming so that we can share it. We give you all the glory that you deserve in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me as we worship?